Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm so excited to have you back again this week, and thank you so much for all of your support. So guess what? We made it. We made it to 2023. This is your host, Midge Noel, and I'm so excited to continue to serve you in the 2023 to bring you stories of people's coming out and faith journeys and just all, all things that are important to our community. So if you want to be a guest, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see some links to connect with me and also a link in order to request a guest taping. I'm so excited of the the things that we've talked about and the guests that I've had, and I can't wait to honor your story. So if you've been waiting to be a guest on the show, now's the time. We're wide open. You know that because I've been on here talking about my memoir and other things, which I love to do and update you about those things, but I am much more in love with hearing and honoring your stories. So if you're on the fence about it, feel free to message me, talk with me. Let's do a Zoom call and we can talk through what it is that you you are worried about or scared about. It's just us, guys. It's just us. And you are loved here and I can't wait to honor your story. So enough about that. So today, let's talk a little bit about what you believe is going to happen this year for you. You know, I don't do resolutions anymore. <laughs> You know, so the yay or nay resolutions, yay or nay. I used to do resolutions. I used to come up with way more than I could possibly probably do in um, a year. And it would be disheartening at times that I would not accomplish everything on my list. And sometimes I didn't accomplish hardly anything on my list. The My life went in a total different direction. So for me now, I'm really trying to center myself and listen to the whispers of the divine. And what I mean by that is that having a conversation with God is not like Moses in the burning bush. You know, it's not like a blinding light coming out of the sky and blinding you until, you know, you figure it out and and then you get your sight back or, you know, being struck dumb and not being able to talk until you listen to what it was that you needed to hear. So it's more of a, a gentle nudge for me. And I think it's different for everyone. So, so don't take what I say as as this is the way it is, it is the way it is for me. At this point in my life, I think I've always had nudges, but I didn't know they were actually callings. And I didn't know that they were actually communications from God. Now I'm a little bit more in tune to that. Thank you to Spiritual Direction and my beloved Spiritual Director person. <laughs> I'm so grateful uh, for that. And I've been able to unpack some things that helped me to understand that that my whole life I have been connected to God. I've been con- connected to the calling of God. And I've answered many of those calls without even knowing it. That's the that's the weird thing, that I didn't even know that some of the things that I said yes to, 
I felt they were impulsive, but I had actually been discerning them and working on it and trying to ignore it and trying to walk away from it. And then I finally just said yes. And really, that was a call. And I answered it. Thank goodness. I'm very grateful (laughs) that I had the presence of mind to answer those calls. And so what I'm trying to do now is really to stay in touch with that, that silence that we've talked about before and, and really just taking the time to pause, get quiet, put out my thoughts, put out my questions, and then just sit in that silence. And you know what? Usually nothing happens. (laughs) But then later, you know, I might get a phone call from someone. I might see something that interests me. I might do a Google search. I might be scrolling on Facebook for too many hours, but something pops up and I see something. So many different ways that the presence of what I was asking or or trying to discern will come to me in different ways after that. But it's in the silence that I can finally, I think, feel that, that deep connection uh, to the divine. And and I, I'm more open to it now. So I'm not doing resolutions. There are definitely projects that we want done um, this year. There are things that we've put off for a while that we finally, I think, are going to have a little bit of space to to fix some things and and redo some things at the house and maybe even the cabin. But um, you know, those are just projects. I'm not. <laughs> here's my thing. I'm not going to say I'm going to lose a bunch of weight or I'm going to be this or that, or I'm going to move into 2023 with a presence of openness. And I do not believe that I need to make a resolution to be kind. I don't need to make a resolution to fight for causes that I think are important. I don't need a resolution to eat healthy. I'm just going to honor my body. I'm going to honor the space that I'm in. And more than anything, what I've always wanted to do is just be on the path that God wants me to be on. So if I'm compassion in action, if I'm doing something that's a loving kindness for someone else, I'm always on that path because I think we're all called to a greater love. And if I can stand in that space more often than not, that I am in the will of the divine and everything after that is a bonus. If I'm, if I'm supposed to, you know, go somewhere and talk to someone, if I'm supposed to uh, donate some money somewhere, I'm going to feel that nudge and I'm going to know it's something that I, I can't stop thinking about. That's how I got into the memoir, by the way. Someone had mentioned that when I was on the podcast with my dear friend, Charles Britton, of a Jew and a Gentile walking to a bar mitzvah. If you guys haven't heard that podcast, please, please <laughs> go find Charles Britton and Chris and um, find that podcast because it's very good. A Jew and a Gentile walking to a bar mitzvah. And they have great guests. Uh, I was honored to be one of their guests and um, tell my story, my coming out story, my faith story. And, and they thought that it would be a really good idea for me to do a memoir. And I laughed at them. <laughs> they told me they weren't kidding. But yet, that was a nudge that just didn't go away. And for months, I ignored it. And there was no way. I don't have the money to publish <laughs> a book. I, I've 
self-published a couple of children's books. I know that it can be very expensive. I know that it can be not a return on your money. And I saw no reason to do it. And then that nudge continued to get a little bit bigger. And as I was doing the podcast, I thought, man, you know, this is another modem to, to get the word out to people. People who aren't listening to podcasts might see the book. And they might understand that they can be gay and be in a relationship with God. They can see that somebody that that some people believe that I have it all together, which, of course, please stop thinking that (laughs) I don't. You don't. None of us do have it all together. But they can see the journey that I've been on and how I've struggled. They can see um, how I really wrestled with certain things and why it took me so long to come out, why I walked away from the church. All of those things are things that people really, I think, would benefit from hearing and and reading about. And so I continued to wrestle with that. And I took some free classes on you know, writing a memoir. I took um, an actual class to, to have support in starting the book and and being able to bounce off ideas and get some support on how to make it better. And that, that's how I... I finally leaned in and said yes, but that was a nudge that started with my dear friend, and it is now almost, as you know, a reality, because starting in January, we're going to start having these pre-launch Zoom meetups, you and I, and I hope that you'll come, and we can talk about the memoir, we can talk about my struggle, we can talk about anything you want, and that's just another way for us to connect, so all of this I believe is what is something that God intended for me. And that's where I'm headed. And if I have to U-turn and go a different direction, then I'm open to that. But I say yes until there's a no. And I will find a way. And God will find a way. You know, when I said I don't have the money to pay for the memoir, I I really don't. <laughs> but I also believe that the money comes in when it's when it's supposed to. And most recently, I was able to get some some funds to start with the publishing of the book. So I'm very grateful that when I slow down and I listen and I think about what God has in store for me and I say, yes, it all works out. And I'm just very grateful. So I'm wondering if you want to do resolutions and there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. For me, I just found it not very helpful. (laughs) It was very disheartening. (laughs) Because apparently I can't keep to resolutions as well as some of you may. So, but structure is important for people and that's okay too. So I want you to just think though about your relationship with God. Where is it now? Is it different than it was a year ago? Is it better or is it worse? Is it where you want it to be? Is there something that you could do differently that would feel better? If you're attending church, is that church working for you? If you're not attending church, is that working for you? If you're attending church and you don't like it, what are your options? If you're not in church and you wish you were, what do you need to do in order to work through that in order to feel more comfortable? You know from my own story that going back to church was a big deal and people had no idea how terrified I was to walk through those doors. And it's the best thing that I've done in a very, very long time. And I'm very grateful. And I'm so connected to the people there. 
and to the things that I am volunteering for because I absolutely love to serve and give back. And it's it's sort of my way of thanking God for not walking away and for understanding my struggle and being there during the struggle and providing people to help me through the struggle. So if you had to look at your life in the last few years, what is going right and what is still causing you pain or shame or trouble? And if your heart is troubled, then there's something that needs to to happen. There's something that needs to change. When I talked before about the four C's, to catch it, challenge it, change it, claim it, all that is is taking a moment to assess where do I go wrong? How does this how does this happen that I get myself into trouble or I get myself into a place of depression or I get myself into a place of angst and and the anxiety takes over and all of those things are realities. And I'm still an extremely anxious person. I'm learning more and more how to manage that, but I can get really super anxious in social situations. I can get super anxious when I'm reading in front of the church, when I'm serving. I think about you know, tripping, <laughs> getting down to the altar, I, I, forgetting things. I, I write notes to remind myself of what I'm supposed to you know, say after each section of scripture to make sure I don't forget it. Because when I'm up there and I get nervous, I can't remember things. But yet I love the act of being in service. And I feel like every time I go up there and I'm reading, you know, from the scripture or I'm serving during the Eucharist, that I just feel so connected to Jesus and and his ministry. You know, as he broke the bread and and he served the cup, you know, I just absolutely love serving. And I was called to that. And I didn't know that I wanted to do it. And I just said yes. And then it was a struggle <laughs> to to keep my breath steady so that I didn't lose my breath while reading it. The mask that we had to wear in the beginning and sometimes still yet, we're going to have to wear masks if things break out again. And so it's just a growth. It's It's a journey of growth and you never know where it's actually going to lead you. I would never have believed it back in 2019 when I was absolutely never going to go to church again. Absolutely never, ever. And then within a year of taking my own advice and catching what my struggle was with that and challenging myself through the fear of walking back through that those doors to actually attend a church service and listen to someone preach and being able to, to work through that to really dig down and and give myself permission to not have it all together before I said yes. To change it, I really had to just make myself do it because I never felt ready to walk into the church building. I knew I needed to because that was a goal I had set for myself to do it, but I didn't want to necessarily. And I just kept feeling pulled to doing it. And that was the call, I think that, you know, I finally heard God calling me back. And it was 
really hard. And it's not hard anymore to walk into that church. I love going to that parish and I love being in communion with the people there. And I love the fact that I'm accepted. I love the fact that I'm loved. I love the fact that I'm respected and people are really thankful that I'm reading and that I'm serving and they're very grateful for my yeses <laughs> that I've said in the church. So on my journey, I had to use my own four C's of transformation and I had to get myself back in a place where I could say yes to church again. And it, it's not because I thought that I had to in order to go to heaven. I wanted to do it because it was something that was holding me back. I recognized that I had not been empowered myself, even though my my coaching <laughs> practice is called Empowering Awakened Hearts. There was a part of my heart that was not empowered. It was shut down and scared to death. And I felt hypocritical to say that I'm an empowerment coach. And yet I had not even worked on my own stuff not in this area. I'd worked on a lot of stuff, but I had not worked on getting back to church. And I had to really decide if it was something that I even wanted. And I realized through my process of discernment, I really did want to. I was just scared. And that's when I knew that I had to empower myself. I went through the steps and I had a lot of angst and I had a lot of questions and I had a lot of conversations with Father Joe and I was so grateful that he was always so kind and so patient and so willing to answer the phone and to to have a conversation with me. I was I was in the perfect perfect place to be supported and I was in the perfect place to expand and that's the beauty of it. I I came in scared to death to even do it and then I just expanded because I said yes and I found a way to empower myself and by doing that I've I've really blossomed into a deeper spiritual me and I so love that I so love that do I still have doubts heck yeah <laughs> I will always doubt how this whole god thing works because I don't still understand how he doesn't have a mama and a daddy. And if he does, we don't know about it. But still, I <laughs> I know that sounds infantile and that's okay. <laughs> I am very childlike, as many of my friends will tell you. <laughs> so, you know, I still want to know who his people are and how can something this magnificent and this powerful and something that creates every intricate thing about our lives and the ecosystem and everything just always was. That drives me crazy. So I still doubt but yet, through my doubt and my questions, I'm still loved and I'm still accepted by God, who knows that I'm going to do that, knows that I'm going to question. I'm a fierce questioner. I ask lots of questions because I want to understand and I want to know and I want to figure things out. And this is one thing that I will probably never figure out because there are no answers for it. And that's where my faith had to be challenged. How much can I have some faith to say, I'm pulled to this. I know that I believe there's a God. I don't know why I believe that. I don't know how to understand that. And if somebody asked me to prove it, I couldn't. I just know it. 
And I know it because I've always been pulled back into a relationship with God. Even when I was out of church, I would call him creator of all that is. Because that's how I assumed God was, the creator of everything that was. But I didn't want to use the word God because it made me feel bad. And I felt ashamed and, you know, an abomination. So even when I say yes to God, I still have doubts and I still question because things get confusing and the old tapes start playing again and we go back to our old coping skills and it's a struggle, people. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is for the faithful. It is for the people who are being called to it. And for me, it works and I'm grateful. So I hope that you will find in this year of 2023, that you will be able to expand and that you'll be able to ask the questions you need to ask yourself. And you'll be able to find the support that you need to stick with it when you're feeling like giving up. If I hadn't had the support of people at the parish who knew that I was struggling, Father Joe, and also the spiritual director that I got to work with, I would not have been able to probably make it all this way because I was so scared. And when I get scared, sometimes I retreat and try something different. And this time I felt that nudge so, so strongly that I knew I couldn't retreat. And sometimes I just had to stand in that fear and almost throw up. (laughs) And blessed Casey, Father Joe's a little a little dog he rescued and and brought with him to the parish and she has been our chaplain and she is now retired but we still see her from time to time but she devoutly stayed by my pew when i was at the at the healing services this when i started to go back and she was right there for me to rub on her and and she was sort of like my you know my support, my, my support puppy. (laughs) And she did support me and she kept me in that pew many times when I wanted to walk out and she was right there. And the other day she, I guess one of the last days that she was at the healing service, I was having a particularly bad day and she came in and she found my pew and she jumped up there on that pew with me and she supported me through that service. And it wasn't that I was sad about being in the service or scared about being in the service. I was having other issues and she knew it. She knew that I needed a little extra hug from her. So now most of the time, I'm just going to have to do that on my own now. (laughs) God's going to have to hug me another way because (laughs) because Chaplain Casey has had to retire. So, uh, but what a loving spirit. And who would have thought when Father Joe came and brought his beloved Casey and said, you know, if you hire me, you're hiring me and Casey (laughs) and she would be in the services and, and walk around in the pews and greet people. And she's just been a delight. But all those many years ago, without me even being there, me never even thinking I would be there. Didn't even know at the time when he was hired that there was, you know, an Episcopal church in our town that I would ever go to because I really didn't understand, you know, their their beliefs and and anything about the church at all. So I thought it was way stricter than I would have wanted to go to, but it all worked out. And that's the thing. 
about listening for and feeling these nudges. And you may not feel something. It may be something that you think. It may be something that just organically happens. But it's something that you can't get out of your mind. And it's something that you really feel pulled to do, however that, however that lands for you. But it was important for Father Joe to be hired at that parish. It was important that he had Casey and that Chaplain Casey would be coming to services before I ever had the nudge to go back to church. All of that happened, and then I needed it, and it was already provided for me. It was like walking into the most perfect situation, and all of that was designed, I believe. I believe things are always designed to work out somehow for us, and that's that's when we're walking in the light, and we may not know it, but that's how it works out. So I hope that for you this year, I hope that you will find whatever you're searching for, whether it be, you know, a change in career or a better health routine or finding a deeper spiritual walk, being able to get back to a church and finding a supportive group to be with, whatever it is, what do you need to catch for yourself this year? What do you need to challenge for you? What do you want to work through and then claim your story? What do you want it to sound like? What do you want it to, to end up like? And you may never know the final chapter. None of us do. But what do you want the story to look like? How do you want to feel in your own story? Because we're not done. I made it back to church, but I'm not done. There are still things that I'm going to have to work through and deal with and challenges that I will face. But when you find somebody that can support you, you can face it together and you will not ever have to walk that path alone. So speaking of that, if you do have some needs for this 2023 year, if you need a coach who's going to stand by you and work with you and help you catch the things that you need to catch and challenge them and change them and claim the success, I can do that for you. If you are interested in a complimentary session, you can go to empoweredmidge.podbean.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and find that complimentary session. And we will get together and just have a conversation. And it's free. We can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> you know, check me out. Do you think it's somebody you can work with? And we can take that journey this next year and see where you land. And I can bet that you will be a whole lot stronger than you think you are. And you're going to be a whole lot happier than you may feel right now. I'll land that where it is for you. If you need a coach, I'm your girl. Also, I want to remind you guys that the Ask Me Anything Zoom sessions are coming up on January 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be on Zoom. I will be reading a short snippet from the memoir. I will be giving you all of the information you need in order to pre-order the book so that you can get a list of incentives that I have all set for you. If you did not make it to my cover reveal, I had all of those things listed, but you haven't missed out. Um, if you are able to pre-order the book and you choose to do that, you will get a bunch of incentives for choosing to pre-order. There's a couple of ways for you to find the link to be a part of the Zoom meetup. One is going to be at on the Facebook group, Gay With God. 
That is a group that I have set up on Facebook. It is private. So if you Google the Gay With God Facebook group, there are questions that you'll you'll need to answer in order to be invited inside. I do that to protect the members who are in there who want to remain private. And so make sure you answer all the questions. In the Gay With God group, you will find the event listed in there in the featured section, and it will give you the Zoom link for each session. You don't have to come to all of them. You can come to as many as you like. I will be doing a monthly Ask Me Anything. And of course, it's going to change. You know, so if you want to come to all of them, that's fine <laughs> because somebody may ask something that you didn't think about and you're going to wish that you had asked that question or you want to know the answer. Um, it ought to be kind of funny because <laughs> I'm not sure what the people are going to ask me. And uh, I'm not asking people to send questions ahead of time. I'm just going to let you ask me questions. If there's something specific that you really want an answer to and you think I'm going to need time to prepare, feel free to message me the question and that will work too, but I'm not asking you to do that. We'll just let it go live and see what happens. Uh, so that's Ask Me Anything starting January 12th at 7 p.m. And it will be every month on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And when I say Ask Me Anything, I mean anything. It can be about the memoir. It can be about my struggle. It can be about uh, my life now. It can be anything. And I will answer your question the best of my ability. Now, knowing that I don't know all sorts of things, so <laughs> I may have to look things up that I can answer most things. All right. So that's coming up. And I hope that you'll choose to be a part of that. Also at the Gay With God podcast, um, I mean, the Gay With God Facebook group, uh, we have a monthly Zoom meetup called My Faith Journey. And that's a really cool time to hang out with other people and just, you know, ask questions in that group as well and be able to talk about things that you're dealing with or things that are going on. Um, and, and we would love to have you. Also, to find the Zoom link, you can find it on my personal Facebook page. So I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for listening, for coming back each week, supporting, sharing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see more information and links to connect with me, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can find me. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Gay With God, and look for that monthly Zoom meetup called My Faith Journey. And again, if you need support with your coming out or faith journey, go to the show page and see how you can get a free session with me. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. 
We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.